Good morning, Bishop, and good morning, David Grising, President and CEO of the Better Government Association. Uh, and David, we want to jump in. Oh, good morning. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, good morning, Jim. I'm just eager because we got <laughs> a lot to talk started, about. Yeah. Well, and, and we, we're starting on a bit of a different vein this morning. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time just talking sort of objectively about government, how it's spending money, and whether or not it's being fully transparent. This is a bit more subjective today. The Illinois Legislative Black Caucus held a, a news conference yesterday, kind of emotional at times, as some of those lawmakers talked about their own personal experiences and what their families and forebears and, and peers have gone through and go through in uh, in confronting what they say is systemic racism uh, impacting a lot of Illinois life from policing and criminal justice to economic opportunity to education to health care. Kind of ironic that on the same day, uh, President Trump up in Kenosha seemed to downplay the notion of systemic racism. Uh, looks like this could be a hot topic in the upcoming fall veto session you know and i don't know david how much the bga has looked at issues like this but it certainly does seem like it is pertinent especially today to examine this notion of systemic racism and what if anything government can do about it well um yes the, to, to answer your question the bga looks at uh, issues like this all the time uh and and my answer to the to your question will tell you a little bit about kind of at least with the view that we have um on the question of systemic racism is that it feels like something that um, has been around us all, you know, all the time. And uh, many people, uh, people especially in the white majority, have not been aware of it, as, whereas a large sector of the population, uh, people of color, blacks and Latinos especially, uh, have been acutely aware of it on a day-by-day -day basis. And you think about, you've heard some reporting lately about, you know, the talk that pretty much every black parent feels at some point they need to give, especially to their black sons, about what do you do when the cops one day pull you over? Uh, how do you act? You know, what do you say to them, et cetera? That sort of thing is something that I, as a white person, I never had to tell my kids, hey, when the cops pull you over, uh, be, be polite because otherwise you might get shot. And, and so um, that's just one aspect of the racism that's out there. And you're right, Jim, the press conference, uh, you know, Senate Majority Leader Kim Lightford, you know, talked about this as if, you know, her family history has brought her to this moment. Uh, you know, the emotion was palpable in that press conference. And the problems that they're trying to deal with are problems that thankfully, much of society now is becoming more aware of. Uh, it's no longer just uh, black people and Latino people and other minorities who are seeing these things. Indigenous peoples now are being talked about a lot more than previously. This is an issue that I think is here to stay. And um, it is not the first time, obviously, in the 60s during the civil rights movement. The issue is here, back, going back uh, to you know 1619 when the slaves arrived. It was here. Nobody really paid any attention to it. Um, it is an issue that I think at this point something, there will be some changes. Uh, the politics of the moment uh, of uh, are speak to that. And um, it was quite uh, an interesting and perhaps important press conference that was held this week to, to raise this as regards how state government 
is dealing with these issues. Well, and following that uh, press conference, which, yes, at times it was uh, very emotional, uh, the uh, Senate and House held a joint committee virtually uh, about three and a half hours, guys, and I watched that whole thing, and it was uh, it was an in-depth conversation about uh, police reforms, about the use of force, and so on, uh, and Speaker Madigan putting out a uh, statement yesterday indicating he's looking at moving forward with some of these ideas, and they will be difficult but necessary conversations. Uh, David, uh, being an observer of uh, what's going on at the state. House. How significant is it that uh, Speaker Madigan comes out with the statements uh, before we, of course, get to the November veto session after the election? Uh, do you think that we're actually going to see the, these things come together? You know, this is the same Speaker Madigan who also has voiced the need for ethics reforms in, in the state legislature. And not only is he at the center of the ongoing public corruption investigation, although he is not been charged with any crime at this point. Uh, and he has shown no interest whatsoever in any serious ethics reform. So I, with the speaker, the very few words that he ever issues, whether in written or spoken form, I always wait and see what actually happens because he is known from time to time when he deigns to make a statement, uh, to make a statement that we all would agree with and then nothing happens. So let's see what actually happens but you're right, Chris, the, the hearing that took place, and there are going to be several more hearings, uh, This these are eye-openers for many, many people across the state. Whether it changes the politics of the moment or not, I don't know. Certainly, the speaker is very aware of the importance of the Black Caucus to him. Uh, he When he was worried about whether he could hold on to his speakership a few weeks ago after he was named in the ComEd settlement, uh, he made a point of reaching out to the Black Caucus to make sure that he had them lined up with him. Uh, so when it comes to self-preservation, the Speaker is quite active, and he may realize that he actually needs to do something, uh, not just for the good of minority people in the state and for the good of all of us. We're all better off if we have a healthy society, uh, but also for his own good, he may realize that he... Um, uh, he needs to do something here. It's full disclosure with the Better Government Association. Appearing in the role of Chris this morning is Greg Bishop, and of course uh, Jim Leach here oh. as well with David Grice. <laughs> no sweat, David. Uh, don't worry about uh, it. Sorry, I, I get him confused all the time, David. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, you know, this is all happening too with the backdrop of uh, violence on the streets of some American cities, from Kenosha to Portland, Oregon. We know Chicago has seen these flare-ups as well. Uh, and, and you're closer to the scene on that, David. So give us a sense as to what's happening there. How much of a powder keg is it? And what are the steps that are being taken uh, to keep things under control, uh, at least relatively speaking, on the streets of Chicago? Well, I have not gone and experienced any of the rioting uh, or looting myself, but I have uh, been there during the aftermath of several of these uh, major events. And uh, I've covered... Um, I've covered looting and rioting before in my career. I've never seen it uh, be sustained over such a long period of time and be so widespread in different parts of any city uh, that, that I've been at. So um, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, Chicago is set to be, you know, have a record number of homicides, uh, uh, more than 500. We've passed that, that mark at this point so far this year. Uh, the new police chief, David Brown, um, keeps uh, saying he has new plans. You know, he his background in Dallas, uh, he had an expertise in community policing. And a couple of weeks ago, the mayor and Brown held a press conference where they talked about sort of a new twist to their community policing strategy. He has reorganized the police department to uh, bring some citywide resources to bear 
when there are moments like this. The trouble is that on a couple of different occasions, he's been completely overwhelmed by the number of people uh, who have been uh, intent on doing damage. And he also uh, just very recently said there's they're going to have a new unit to pay attention to social media. Well, I don't know what they were waiting for because it was clear that social media was playing an important part in how these organized efforts at uh, Mayhem were happening long before this year, frankly, but certainly after the Memorial Day weekend uh, problems where, where the, the police force for the first time this year was just completely overwhelmed. So, um, you know, we've got it's a little bit of a wait and see attitude. Brown talks a good game, but so far neither he nor Lightfoot uh, have been able to solve this problem. And uh, what's happening in Chicago uh, it is writ large, obviously, but uh, other cities across the state are dealing with issues. Uh, it's not contained just to Chicago. And um, we uh, we all have a stake in uh, seeing if modern-day policing can figure out a way to uh, get problems like this under control. We've got more coming up. Full disclosure with the Better Government Association on the WMAY morning news feed. And, and David, we're back now talking about the pandemic. Real briefly, uh, new mitigations put in place in the Metro East area, Region 4, as their uh, rate of positive tests remains above 10%. There were some limited restrictions put in place a couple of weeks ago. The numbers kept climbing. Now it's tighter restrictions, no indoor dining, no indoor bar service, few other things put in place as well. But a lot of pushback. Businesses there, businesses up in Will and Kankakee that had these limitations put in place last week. Um, uh, lawmakers pushing back, the businesses themselves pushing back. And, and no end in sight in terms of the legal battles. It could be weeks away from any kind of resolution there. Don't we need to get some sort of final definitive say, maybe from the legislature on all of this? You know, I don't know if there will be a legislative solution to this, especially since the legislature doesn't meet until November and the, the governor has made it quite clear he has no plans to hold a special session either to deal with ethics or apparently with any other problem. And so um, uh, the lawsuit so far, uh, Governor Pritzker seems to be uh, winning at, at the various rulings that have come down so far, uh, the, the courts finding that his emergency powers uh, supersede uh, those of the local officials who uh, and others who claim the right to um, uh, to free speech or uh, or uh, to basically defy the governor's orders. Um, this is uh, this is a situation that will continue to evolve, and we'll have stories like this, unfortunately, probably with us uh, through the course of this ongoing pandemic until uh, there's uh, some sort of breakthrough on the health front. Uh, you're right; the Metro East region of the state just uh, seems to have huge problems. Part of it relates to the fact that uh, bordering Missouri, which which has a more lax uh, regime in place. Uh, there are issues with people moving back and forth. Uh, the the after you know things went well for a while in the last number of weeks, they've just gotten worse and worse. And it was not surprising because this governor, if anything, uh, is somebody who does seem to be following the data and putting on blinders as regards many other uh, concerns. 
and is going to follow the regime that he put out at the very beginning of this. And although, he seems although he to be did able to admit, he did admit that he didn't do that really in, in the Metro East initially and said that was a mistake, uh, that he didn't uh, crack down harder. Mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got lawmakers yeah. on both sides also critical of this, saying the on-off, on-off approach is not good policy, it's bad for the economy, and concerns about prisons and long-term care facility numbers skewing those regions. But gentlemen, that's... That's all the time we've got. Yeah, we are out of time. David, tw- wow. quickly tell people how to reach you in the BGA the rest of the week. Went fast this week. I'm at dgreising at bettergov.org, D-G-R-E-I-S-I-N-G at bettergov.org, and our website is bettergov.org. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, David. Thank you. See you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.